Coming up on This Week in Games, Riot wants to cut back spending, Square Enix drafts a big partnership, and China wants to fight myopia by regulating games. Coming up This Week in Games. Hello, welcome to This Week in Games. I'm your host, Eric McConnell, and we've had a slow, slow, slow week in the game industry, but I managed to string together a few stories for us. First off, Riot claims to post a loss every year for all of its esports efforts. So, in a Reddit thread of all places, Riot's head of global esports, Derek Feargorm, Asidu dropped some details on the recent cuts in Riot's esports spending efforts. So there have been complaints by players that, like the Worlds this year, are right outside of Seoul in a neighboring city instead of in Seoul at a big stadium. That the NC uh, NALCS was in a stadium that only held a thousand people instead of one of the like big stadiums that holds fifteen thousand people, and so on and so on. So this guy, uh, Feargorm, dropped some facts. And some of the highlights were Riot spends way over $100 million annually on esports for each of the last few years. Riot claims to be moving from a startup mode. Apparently, that means uh, that startup mode is a synonym for irresponsibly spending money to a financially stable business. Probably a good idea given the public coverage of their bad relationship with Tencent and their press slamming of all how anti kind of like how misogynistic and patriarchal and kind of like how male dominant and they actively block females from getting promoted at riot and the other highlight is if revenue increases which all signs point to they won't riot will maintain their spending in esports otherwise they plan on reducing spending year over year until they become profitable so they're spending over $100 million, or way over $100 million every year. They're not making much of that back. That's probably a bad idea. So I would say there's more details, but mainly the idea is Tencent is cracking the whip on Riot. Tencent now owns 100% of Riot. Um, Riot has no say in where things go. And since Tencent, which we'll get to later this week, is experiencing some financial woes, uh, you got to crack down on Riot. And if Riot isn't bringing in profits on its esports, then, you know, what are you doing? So there's some negatives because really when I think of Riot, some of their biggest shining moments were, I don't remember what year, but this was a while ago, maybe 2011, 2012, um, Riot secured the Staples Center for a big tournament. I think it was one of the earlier world's. And they sold out the Staples Center. It was the biggest esport event of all time at that moment. And it was like this grand entrance. Like, hey, video games are a sport. We're selling out the Staples Center for three days in a row. You know, take us seriously. And if Riot isn't willing to keep doing that, then they're just going to get crushed. Because right now, they're in like a slow death spiral um, that started the second PUBG dropped. And so Tencent sees this, and Tencent owns you know, stakes in PUBG, Fortnite, Rules of Survival, and Knives Out. So Tencent very well knows that the Battle Royale drama genre is killing the MOBA genre right now. And, uh, you know, they want Riot to become profitable. They want to milk it for what it's worth because they see the death spiral. Now, 
And when I say death spiral, it's in quotes because Riot's still killing it. But, you know, their numbers aren't as big as they were. And the hype isn't as big as it was. I'm sure the viewership on their esports aren't what they used to be. And so you'll slowly see um, League of Legends, you know, wind down maybe over 10 years. You know, maybe it goes to like a Street Fighter status now where Street Fighter was the biggest thing in arcades. And then now, like, it has its fans. It fills up Evo. Um, They sell 2 million copies of every Street Fighter, but it's not what it used to be. So I think Tencent sees this. But by cutting back on the lavish esports scene, you know, you really only accelerate the slow death, especially with Fortnite announcing this year that Epic is going to spend $100 million a year towards esports, and that's paying esports players. So... Uh, good luck, Riot. Next up, Square Enix and Tencent want to create AAA games together. So this is the most boring deal of the week. Why? Because they didn't announce that they're going to make a AAA game together. They announced that they signed a letter of intent to make AAA games together. And ladies and gentlemen, that's how boring the news was this week. That I'm, I'm reporting on letters of intent drafted between two giants. So the letter was very vague, vague and borderlines on meaningless because they're not legally binding letters. Basically, they said that they would create new games for existing IP and new games for new IP. So basically, they will create anything. I don't know. And from what I see, Tencent needs fresh blood because they're blocked from releasing either of their Battle Royale Titans like fully in China. Square Enix kind of like needs more money because the toilet that they flushed their money down isn't clogged yet with all the money that they're wasting. So they need other people's money to now to try to block up the toilet. And so, yeah, I mean, Tencent basically is just looking away to get their paws in another giant publisher and they're probably going to succeed. Next up, China shows they are again a leader in world facing issues. These are the important issues. Okay, and what is China tackling this week? Well, it's nearsightedness, guys, nearsightedness. And how are they going to tackle it? Stopping people from playing games. Those damn gamers keep losing their eyesight, and China's going to stop them. So the BBC is reporting that China is planning on limiting foreign games imported into the country, something we knew about because Tencent's crying about this right now, raising the age of restrictions on games and limiting playtime for games. I don't know how they're going to do that. Uh, you know, Tencent still can't monetize PUBG, and all of this, all of this regulation is in the name of myopia or nearsightedness. Now, disclaimer, I know nothing about how the Chinese government works, but I'll do my best to make up bullshit explanations. So I think, honestly, China's pretty pissed that Tencent is worth hundreds and hundreds of billions of dollars, And all their biggest properties are either American, Korean, or Japanese. None of their big Chinese properties have succeeded outside of China. And basically, Chinese players are gobbling up, you know, American properties right now illegally because they're blocked from being fully released. American, Japanese, or Korean properties. And this is really a way to force Tencent to kind of look inwards and try to get more Chinese companies outside instead of more foreign companies inside. And that's what they're doing. And they're using nearsightedness as some kind of bullshit way um, to do that. But I got I got a secret for you guys. Next up, China to take on constipation. And they're going to stop eating because, you know, you need to don't put food down. Food can't come out. How about that? All right. 
those are the main stories this week, but I did want to cover one thing, and I wanted to dive a little bit into Tencent game. So, Tencent has lost $20 billion in value this week. That's a ton, and that's all due to Chinese regulation. So, they've lost $160 billion this year, partially due to regulation and partially due to kind of like the old guard that they're invested in not doing as well as it used to. Since the China's Ministry of Education made their announcement to combat myopia, Tencent shares dropped 5%. That was this week alone. And this compounds on top of the earlier decisions by the Chinese State Administration of Radio and Television to stop foreign game approvals, specifically those brought in by Tencent. Because let's face it, if something's coming out of Korea, Japan, or America, it's pretty much Tencent holding the hand of that company and bring it in in China. You see Netties do this a bit, especially with Korean games, um, maybe a few Japanese games, not as much American games. And you do see SoftBank of Japan working with local Chinese companies to get games in. But really, Tencent's the big importer of foreign games. Now, because of the 5% drop this week due to the recent regulation, Tencent has dropped from the fifth highest company in worldwide revenue to now the sixth, allowing Alibaba to leapfrog them and pretty much probably pissing off Tencent up top. So the real question that I want to answer right now is why is Tencent worth the fifth highest revenue in the world, fifth or sixth? And uh, how did they get there through games? So Tencent owns is a giant conglomerate, right? They own pretty much a hand in everything they have subsidiaries in every business possible but really games are one of their biggest drivers if not their biggest driver and the reason that their profit and their company value grows year over year so tencent was started in 1998 and basically up until the mid-2000s was only known for the chinese messenger platform qq and it wasn't even a profitable company in that time but that changed when Tencent started to license Nexon games, and specifically two Nexon giant games. So these are straight from Korea, and that's Crossfire and Dungeon Fighter Online. So that happened in about between 2005 and 2009. And the latter, Dungeon Fighter Online, was just announced to have made $50 billion in its lifetime, which is batshit crazy. Okay, that game is terrible. It should not be making $50 billion. Anyways... In 2011, everything changed because Tencent then acquired 92.78% of all of Riot Games. And this is right before Riot Games exploded. Riot Games was on an exponential climb at this point. You know, everyone was talking about it. And then when Tencent made that investment and poured money into Riot Games and they've had their first worlds and so on and so on, that's when Riot Games really exploded. And that's also when Tencent's value exploded. And that's also when Tencent was like, shit, we got to get into more game companies. So... If we fast forward all the way to now, I'm going to rattle off like what I consider the big highlights of Tencent. Okay, these are companies Tencent have values in, and then I'll let you know what games the companies are known for. First up, 100% of Riot Games. That's right. League of Legends developer Riot Games, Tencent owns 100% of it. Okay, they call all the shots at Riot Games. Another company, Supercell, Tencent owns 84.3%. That's Clash Royale, Clash of Clans, Heyday, Boom Beach. Those are four of the top 10 grossing mobile games. Two of them are the top 10 mo- grossing mobile games of all time. That's insane. Okay, Grinding Gear Games, Tencent owns, again, a majority stake, 80% of that, so Path of Exile. Everyone who loves Path of Exile, you love Path of Tencent, because Tencent owns Path of Exile. All right, 
Now these are minority stakes. Those are majority stakes. That means Tencent calls all the shots. These are minority stakes. But Tencent still calls most of the shots at some of these companies. So Activision Blizzard, Tencent has an undisclosed stake in. So that's your Diablo, your Warcraft, your Starcraft, your Call of Duty, your Destiny. Blue Hole, Tencent owns 11.5%. Now if you remember, Tencent had a 1.5% stake in it. And then was kind of dangling this 10% option to buy... Uh, 10% more, sorry, uh, an option to buy 10% more stake in Blue Hole and kind of dangling in front of Blue Hole to have them approve the execution of that option or else PUBG wasn't coming into China. So PUBG developer, Tencent, 11.5%. Epic Games, 40%. 40% of Epic Games, so Fortnite, Gears of War, Unreal Tournament. Frontier Developments, 9%. That's your Elite Dangerous. Glue Mobile, 14.6%. That's Kim Kardashian Mobile, Design Home. Netmarble Games, 22%. Lineage 2 Revolution, Star Wars Force Arena, Paradox Interactive. This is a major European publisher. So Pillars of Eternity, Crusader King, City Skylines. Robot Entertainment, a minority stake, not a big company. Uh, they're mostly known for Orcs Must Die franchise. 5% of Ubisoft. If you remember, Tencent recently bought that 5% from Vivendi. So Assassin's Creed, all the Ubisoft Just Dance franchises, Tencent got 5% of that. And then finally, Shanda Online, the giant MMO publisher. So that's MapleStory, Ragnarok Online, Ion, and Dungeons and & Fighters Online. So basically, Tencent has gone from Chinese AOL Instant Messenger to owning the entire game industry. Now, Tencent owns a ton of other like things like WeChat, Tencent Music, QQ.com, but you can even argue that WeChat gets most of its profits from video games, so it's basically the game company. Now, once Tencent starts getting foreign games into China again, the money train will keep on chewing on because Fortnite and PUBG aren't officially released in that country, and if they are, they're not allowed to have in-app purchases. Okay, so that means Tencent's two biggest gravy chains can't even have in-app purchases access in China. And frankly, Tencent's eyeing the rest of Southeast Asia and India next. Tencent could potentially start buying stakes in other major publishers. So EA and Take-Two, you know, wouldn't mind the international help to get released in China and the rest of Asia from Tencent. And if Tencent does take part in EA and Take-Two... That's it. I mean, you pretty much have Nintendo and Valve, and outside of those two, because they're privately owned or they're on the Tokyo Stock Exchange, you know, Tencent owns the entire game industry. And we joke about Tencent, but, uh, you know, it's really kind of creepy because Tencent can effectively control an entire genre. And take it for this. So Tencent owns PUBG, Fortnite, Rules of Survival, and Knives Out. Okay, those are the four biggest um, Battle Royale games. Tencent was pushing Rules of Survival and Knives Out in China until Fortnite took off in America and had a higher average revenue per user. And when Tencent saw that, they realized they need to shove Fortnite into China. And then they use, this is when they own 1.5% of Blue Hole, they use those three as dangling sticks, basically saying, hey, PUBG, we're going to bury you in every market unless you give us that other 10% at the price we're asking. <laughs> and you know what? Blue Hole did because they knew 
hey, you know, 88.5% of something's better than 98.5% of nothing. So, yeah, I mean, this stranglehold's pretty dangerous right now. Now, Tencent doesn't abuse it for, like, some kind of monopolistic industry, but things can get worse. And, you know, with recent developments of Riot and Supercell slowly dying and PUBG and Fortnite haven't taken off in China yet, and then all the troubles they're facing with regulation in China, it'll be interesting to see what Tencent goes to next. Because right now, Tencent has the crystal ball, okay? They called the mobile MOBA genre before it exploded. They called the mobile game uh, companies before they exploded. They called um, Battle Royale before it exploded. So, frankly, I, if you're in the game industry, just sit around and see where Tencent invests in next because... That's probably the next biggest thing, because at this point, they're running our entire industry. All right, that's it. Slow week at this week in games. Uh, I think you guys learned a lot, though, because I know I did. All right, I'll see you guys next week. Bye.